Welcome to today's episode of Direct Mail Automation School, the podcast for marketers who are looking for an edge as they deploy direct mail and omni-channel marketing campaigns. I'm Dennis Kelly, CEO of Postalytics, the leading direct mail automation platform designed for marketers to deploy automated direct mail and omni-channel marketing campaigns with the speed, integration, and analytics of digital marketing. Today, our guest, Mike Porter, is joining us. Uh, Mike, welcome, Mike. Hi, Dennis. Good to be with you. Great. Well, uh, uh, just a little bit of background on Mike. He's the president of Print Mail Consultants and PMC Content Services. Uh, their focus is on raising awareness and nurturing leads through well-executed content marketing strategies. Mike is an industry advisor, author, and business communications expert with a consistent track record of driving inbound marketing, even for limited resource companies. Mike's passion for customer communications, including billing, regulatory notices, and marketing materials, is reflected in his column, In the Trenches, in the Mailing Systems Technology Magazine, offering valuable insights, tips, and trends. Uh, Mike, it's great to have you uh, on Direct Mail Automation School. Uh, we've known each other a long time, and uh, I know you're a, a, a true expert in the direct mail marketing area and uh, over recent years become much more attuned with what's going on with direct mail automation. Yeah, absolutely. We've, uh, uh, I think we met uh, several years ago initially and, and uh, been able to connect on several occasions. So I'm, uh, I'm pleased to be able to, to chat with you today here. Great. Uh, you know, you've had a, a, a really long and successful career in, in print marketing in, in a kind of a broad sense. Um, you know, tell us how you got started and how you ended up in your current role at uh, Print Mail Consultants. Yeah, sure. I, I started in the service bureau business um, a, a long time ago. I spent over uh, two decades Doing things like uh, like customer statements, like bills, um, insurance EOBs, mostly transactional kinds of documents, but some direct mail as well. We did some nonprofits, we did some uh, fundraising, all kinds of things, and that got me uh, uh, into an area where I learned about a lot of different industries and a lot of different print applications and how it was all done. Now, this was back at a time when our Technology was pretty crude compared to what we have today. It was mainframe computers and doing uh, just about anything involved code, just centering a piece of text on, on a page, you know, involved some code. So, uh, which was actually good because it, it allows me to see and understand what's going on under the hood. So even though we've got great tools now that do things, a lot of those things for us, um, I, I still have a pretty good understanding of what's actually going on there behind the scenes. Um, after the Service Bureau, I worked for a couple of companies in the document business, Xerox and some with uh, Bell and & Howell. And, uh, and then I started consulting in about 2006 um, and started working with companies that do high volume um, documents, helping them with their, their document operations and workflow. Um, and I, I did that for, for quite some time, um, started actually doing content marketing for my own uh, purposes about the same time in 2006, started doing some, uh, uh, some 
newsletters, email newsletters, and publishing some some content. Started working for the magazine that you mentioned there in uh, in about 2010. I wrote a book in there somewhere. Um, and then for about the last 15 years, I've just been working mostly with small and medium-sized companies that uh, that need help with brand awareness and lead nurturing and and uh, lead development and uh, thought leadership um, and using uh, informational custom content to help them do that. So I create the content and I put together the strategies for them. Well, that's great. Uh, so you, you've really had a, a, a very uh, kind of widened varied career uh in the print business and 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 then non-print marketing channels as well reflecting specifically to more of the print and mail world you've seen i'm sure a ton of change and and then there are probably some things that are consistent as well uh and and so uh, from your perspective let's talk about a few of those things that while uh, there may be a lot of changes are consistent and then some things that are really fundamentally new that you've seen happen. Sure. Yeah, you bet. Um, well, obviously, so much has changed. I mean, the technology has made everything easier and better. I mean, I can remember a time when consumers were were impressed when they got a, a computer letter that included their name in the body of the letter usually in all caps, uh, frequently overused. But uh, but that was the technology of the day, and that, that impressed people. Um, you know, uh, today we're, we're far beyond that, um, both in the in the, uh, the 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 product that we put out in part in, in the way of the the direct mail or the communications that we generate, but also the process. Uh, back in my service bureau days, we we ran um, uh, printed and mailed newsletters for car dealerships across uh, the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico, and we would have to coordinate the the copy and the the contents of those newsletters via overnight um, delivery. You know, Federal Express uh, back then. You know, today you can you can have people worldwide collaborating simultaneously on a single document, get things done a lot quicker and a lot easier. So, so the just not you know the way that we do things has just changed um, um, so dramatically. Digital printing and um, and the the document composition software has enabled us to do a lot more things to personalize documents and include variable data and to segment um, uh, mailings and those kinds of things. And we can collect and and deploy vast amounts of data that we never had uh, access to before. And that grows continuously, uh, the amount of data that's, that's um, you know, available to people. Um, so those kinds of things are all you know, are all new. Um, uh, the other thing I think is really important to understand is the role of direct mail has changed. It's not the only game in town anymore. We have lots of different channels that we can use to communicate with customers. And, and mail is just one of them. I, I think of direct mail now as either an on-ramp or an off-ramp to the, the digital environment. So it's, a, it's an on-ramp when you use direct mail to get someone's attention and direct them 
to a, a landing page on the internet, for instance, uh, with using uh, QR codes or personal URLs or, or web addresses, where that conversation can continue and the marketing can continue using methods that we really can't do in, in direct mail, like video and social media and things like that. Um, where mail becomes an, an, an off-ramp is when you've kind of lost touch with the community, uh, with a customer in, in that digital world. Maybe they've stopped opening your emails or they're not interacting anymore on social media. So then you can use direct mail to re-engage with those customers and get them back into the fold. Uh, you know, mail's really good about that because it gets their attention. Uh, you know, it stands out um, as something that they can respond to. And it's easy to find those people because if they've moved and left a forwarding address, well, we can find those with mail. You can't do that with, with uh, email. If someone has abandoned an email address and got a new one, you'll never know and you'll never figure out what that is until they give it to you. So there's some advantages to using mail to get people back into that digital conversation. And I think that's, that's really important to understand. What hasn't changed, I think, in, in mail over the years is that marketers still use, uh, use marketing copy and images and offers, uh, and, you know, and, and targeted lists in order to, uh, to generate a result, you know, to get a response. Those kinds of things uh, are still in use. There's still the way that we do things. It's just that the tools that we use to get there make life a lot easier and open up that uh, possibilities that um, that probably weren't there before. Yeah, I think that uh, that on ramp and off ramp uh, analogy is is really a great one, uh, and and it and it it, it really illustrates uh, the role that direct mail plays in an omni channel. Uh, approach to marketing, right? Where, uh, you know, the, the goal is to get people online because when they go online, they can be tracked and, uh, and, and, and can be presented with all sorts of interactive content. Um, but uh, because everybody's doing that, it, it makes it hard, right? To, to get them to your properties, to, to your own media and your, your own uh, website. And, and so, uh, direct mail plays a, such a great role in interrupting kind of the day-to-day -day pattern of folks, both in that on-ramp and off-ramp uh, in the omni-channel world. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The, the, the competition there to get someone's attention, um, if you're starting in digital, is really tough. I mean, it's it's hard to get somebody's attention um, and and to keep it. And and so there's some advantages to mail that some I think in some cases people have forgotten. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, drilling in a little bit more on technology, uh, you've touched on a few things. Uh, you know, QR codes and pearls. Uh, you know, I think uh, there's certainly been a lot of technology advancement, both on the uh, part of uh, the mail that, that consumers interact with, uh, as well as on the backside, right? And on the things that, that go into creating the mail and, and distributing the mail. Uh, so what, what are some of the things that stand out to you uh, that you've seen evolve over the last few years? Um. 
Well, I think from the from the the creation standpoint, the the tools that are available now allow uh, some organizations to use direct mail where in the past they wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, they didn't have the uh, the the capabilities in house to handle the all the things that had to go into a a direct mail campaign they didn't have the time they didn't have the money to do all of that the 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 development of the of the tools that that make it easier to create direct mail to begin with and make it uh um economical for pretty much any organization to do that i think has then opened the door for a lot of companies that maybe were were kind of locked out of that in, in the past um, the other thing that really excites me is is uh, triggered communications. Um, when you can time a communication to a customer to arrive at exactly the right time, then your response rate just skyrockets because you're you're in touch with what those people need at the time that they're needing it. So you can and you can use lots of different criteria to to figure out what that timing is it can be you know a a, a person's age and anyone who has turned age 65 understands this quite well because they're getting deluged with uh you know with uh, medicare offers um uh, changes in credit score when people move uh when was their last purchase when a warranty is about to expire on something that they bought from you before, there's like tons of different things that you can use to trigger a communication that arrives at just the right time that says, oh, how do these guys know? I just, you know, I was just thinking about that. So that's really great. And you can use behavioral kind of triggers as well. Like when uh, maybe when um, uh, someone has abandoned a shopping cart, you know, they were on your site, they put things in the cart, they didn't, they didn't follow through and place the order. Um, uh, yes, you can send them a follow-up email, but, but, uh, but then again, you're one of probably 150 or 200 emails that that person got that day. So they may not have a chance to respond to that. Whereas a, a direct mail postcard kind of gets their attention, especially if it's personalized to what it was they were shopping to, which we can do. So th those kinds of things are pretty exciting to me that it's um, it's something that you can take mail to a new level, you know, besides, and it's a long ways away from what we used to call spray and pray, where you would just mail to everyone in a zip code, knowing full well that a lot of those people were not in your market, that they, they would never buy from you. Um, and it was an entire entire waste, but that was the only thing that you could do. You know, now, not only can we can we target you know the right people based upon what we know about them, demographic information, psychographic information, buyer history, all those kinds of things, but we can also uh, um, time that so that we know exactly when is the right time in order to to approach them with an offer. So I think those those are the things that in direct mail that that really get me going now is I, I see just tons of possibilities there. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, on that to that point, I think that uh, so much of the investment that has taken place in marketing technology uh, in general uh, that that operates in other channels other than direct mail, uh, such as uh, marketing automation platforms. Uh, because companies have invested so much there, 
there are now all there's now all this infrastructure that enables that triggering concept. Uh, data is being captured and normalized and fed into uh, into these platforms uh, so that marketers can initiate these automated workflows to trigger different types of communications, uh, whether they're digital, email, or direct mail, and, and, and time those messages. Or, or to your point earlier about onboarding and offboarding, uh, you know, capturing behavior and, or lack of behavior, if, if people have stopped engaging, then change the channel. And and have a trigger handle that automatically, uh, and and so uh, that layer of software that is now there is something that we're finding with with our customers uh, to be a goldmine of new use cases uh, for direct mail, uh, in in particular these triggered communications as you were talking about. Right, right. Well, and and the other thing that that makes it um, possible to do that is. With systems like Postalytics allow you to uh, send small mailings, right? In the, in the past, when people did direct mail, you know, you were talking thousands and thousands of mail pieces in order to get your per piece price down to a, an, a, an affordable level. And you had to have at least 500 pieces to get to the, you know, the, the postage rates that you wanted to get. So, uh, but, but with, with, uh, a solution like like Postal Lakes where you can send out uh, you know a mailing of one uh, based upon a trigger, you know that then allows you to use that channel where in the past maybe you were going to say the only way for me to do this is to do everything manually. You know I've got to sit down, figure out who it is that's going to going to be contacted today. I have to generate these mail pieces. I have to print it, fold it, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, get it to the mail, uh, into the, uh, the postal carrier, all those kinds of things, you know, uh, are, you know, in direct contrast to where you want to go, which is automate everything. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's a, a huge advantage as well as that, you know, you can, you can now mail in, in smaller quantities and, and then take advantage of that channel that maybe you couldn't before. That's right. That's right. And you know, you don't have to worry about the complexity of the the postal service and you know the uh, demands of commercial printers to have high volumes in order to make things economically feasible. Um, so yep. you're absolutely right. So it's a it's a big big factor in th this whole thing. Uh, on on the other side of the coin, you know, what are the things that hold people back uh, from deploying direct mail in in your observation? I think that uh, that a lot of people believe that direct mail is too difficult and too expensive. Um, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a, a flawed perception, but it's there, and it's there because it was <laughs> too difficult and too expensive. Uh, that's the way things were done. You know, uh, uh, not realizing that the impact of automation and digital printing has had on on this uh, this communication channel, I think, is something that keeps people from from even even uh, anticipating using that as part of their uh, their communication strategies. I mean, when you think about it, it, you know, in the old days, you had to uh, 
coordinate with all these entities. You had a copywriter who wrote your copy. You had a, a graphic artist to create the images. You had a print shop that had to, to print uh, the uh, the the items sometimes a separate mailing organization that did that you had the u.s postal service so you had all these these entities that you had to work with in order to get this done then you had minimum sizes that you had to deal with then you had this length of time which was months in order to plan and execute a campaign so all those kinds of things if if that's the way a marketer is thinking today that this is what it takes to do direct mail it's no wonder that maybe they haven't dipped their toes into the into the uh, the technology that we have today because they just didn't understand you know that it's that it's there and it's available to them and that it's a lot easier now than it, than it used to be um uh, so so I think in answer to your question, you know, why aren't people using direct mail more? What's keeping them from? I think that's part of it. The other is, you know, they've, they've been focused on the electronic communications. Um, uh, you know, it's it's been a, a lot of development along those lines. As you mentioned, it's, it's connected with all the the, uh, the marketing automation um, systems that are there. So that's our, those are all built into those. Um, so you have that. So it's easy. And you don't have to focus on uh, on segmentation or on uh, filtering out unlikely buyers because it costs more to do that than it does just to send a you know a message to everyone um, because it's so cheap. So so that focus on on uh, uh, on the electronic alternatives, I think, um, has generated an entire generation of marketers that don't appreciate what mail can do for them. Now, direct mail is, is still an option for, for everyone. And it is something that, that produces results, but it does take uh, some work in order to do it correctly because nobody wants to, to waste money on direct mail. It is more expensive. Um, you know, there's a, there's a uh, plus and minus on, on both sides of that. Your, your response rates are probably going to be higher. Your, ROI could be higher on on a direct mail campaign than it would be on a mass email campaign, but it's going to cost you as well. So you want to do what you can in order to minimize the waste. Um, and, and there's lots of ways to do that and, and tools available to help you with those kind of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, it, part of what we're trying to do uh, as a company, as Postalytics, but also with this podcast is really to get the message out that you know a lot of the friction that has traditionally been in the direct mail process is now being stripped away uh, by tools like Postalytics and others that that have made uh, th those barriers that are in in the minds of many marketers really no longer valid. Uh, and and so um, you know I love to use that word friction, and and we're 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 trying to find little spots of friction in our app at all times and, and just trying to remove that so that so that campaigns and and uh, the, the the analytics associated with uh, the campaigns are there uh, in, in easy and uh, you know and, and, and so by getting you know this the friction out of the equation hopefully we can change these perceptions. Um, you know, you, you, you 
kind of touched on what's going on kind of in the minds of a lot of marketers and as it relates to uh, electronic media in the web and email and everything, you know, not too many long, not too long ago, many people, including myself, thought that direct mail was dying. And so uh, what's changed? Yeah, there's a few things I think, Dennis, that uh, that have contributed to this kind of resurgence in, in interest in, uh, in direct mail. Um, uh, one, like we've been talking about all day, is the the improvement in the the tools and the and the product that we can put out with more personalized uh, content, with variable data substitution, with segmentation. Uh, all those kinds of things have made the uh, the end result better. Um, so what's happened is that. Uh, that the response rates have started to climb, and we can see this by some statistics that are that are compiled by the Direct Marketing Association and ANA and those others that that have been watching this. and And you can see over the course of years that the response rate for direct mail has been improving, and I think that's directly re- uh, correlated to to a better product, to the mail getting better, to you know being able to filter your mailing list better to personalize things um, and that's turning into a better response rate. So I think that's that's one thing that I think has fueled as people are paying attention to that and saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, uh, mail that we thought was was on its way out is is actually, you know, starting to improve its performance. So I think that's part of it. Um, uh, the other thing is, is what I would call um, digital fatigue. Uh, you know, with uh, with email and text messages and and online ads and social media ads being so easy to do, they've been overdone and and it's been overwhelming to a lot of consumers. And as a result, no surprise, they've learned to tune those out. And that's either with their own mind, they're just ignoring them, or they're using tools like ad blockers and spam filters to keep them from even seeing those messages to begin with. So I think that's had a had an effect on on that as well. And, and with so many ads coming at a person, um, you know, it's hard to get attention out of that that mass of of communications. Um, I think I mentioned there's there's maybe two pieces of, of direct mail in a, in a postal mailbox a day on average and, and hundreds of, of uh, emails. So, uh, so it just makes that more sense. And, and the pandemic made it worse. Um, suddenly companies that wanted to market their products and services found that all their employees were working from home um, so they have, were missing this this kind of infrastructure that they had in their own organizations. Plus, there were supply chain issues. Plus, the large commercial printers maybe were struggling to be able to fulfill their you know requirements for their customers. So they tuned turned to uh, to digital messaging, you know, big time. Um, you know, the the volumes of electronic messages just just mushroomed. Uh, during the pandemic, there and and people just got overwhelmed, and uh, and I think that helped to uh, to make some marketers realize that you know while they and everyone else was was doing the only thing that they could during that period of time, it just made it more difficult to uh, to get attention for their brand, and so now they're moving back into 
into direct mail. And there's been lots of articles written by myself and by other people that uh, that demonstrate the the ability for people to use direct mail in a different way, to use it in conjunction with those those other um, uh, communication channels, and and have it make a difference uh, in, in achieving their objectives. Yeah, yeah, com completely agree. Uh, you know, uh, we like to use a phrase that uh, uh, you know you should be marketing in the uncrowded mailbox, and you know, well, uh, despite the fact direct mail is coming back, the mailbox is far less crowded with uh, folks that have turned to, uh, you know, electronic statements for their credit cards and, and other things, uh, their electronic statements for their financial accounts, uh, for so many communications uh, that are not marketing related have kind of moved to the electronic world. Uh, and, and then personal communications are rarely done through the mail anymore. So, so what's left are those marketing messages. And, and so uh, because you're interacting with each one of those things and, and, and there's less competition, you're spending more time. It has more impact. And, and so uh, there's so many of those factors that are all kind of coming together at the same time here. Uh, yep, so wrapping up, Mike, if, if you have one piece of advice, uh, that you could give marketers about direct mail, what would that be? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I think it would be start thinking differently about direct mail. Um, you know, use the technology that you've got to make mail better. I've written dozens of articles about making mail better. It's been, I've been on the stump about that for a long time because for a long time we couldn't. You know, there were roadblocks in our way. It, it was, you know, when color printing first came out, it was too expensive. Nobody wanted to do it for direct mail because it was too expensive to to use. Uh, you know, and that, that's all changed. So all those kinds of things have come together now to uh, allow companies to use mail in a different way. And that means that they've got to, uh, you know, just integrate the physical mail with the other things that they're doing in order to promote their brands. And, and that's easy and possible to do now. Um, you know, understanding that the mail does some things that digital messaging cannot. Um, just, you, you just, talked about that retrieving mail from the from the mailbox holding it in your hands reading it with your eyes there's been a number of studies shown that 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 increases uh, retention and and uh, comprehension um, it activates different areas of the brain they've actually done brain studies on this uh, they call it haptics uh, you know the 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 physical touching of things uh, that makes a difference, and and brings a, you know a different element into that message that you can't get in the electronic realm. Um, a, a, a postcard that you send can be stuck on the refrigerator for weeks. Daily reminders of a brand, you know, the, the text messages and emails just don't have that. So so my my advice would be to to look at mail with under with through the lens of what today's technology can offer you and what you can do with it and as part of an of a of a uh, not as a, as the only channel but as part of your omni-channel multi-channel uh, efforts that you're going to use in order to 
to promote your brand or develop leads or win back customers or whatever it is that you want to do, mail can be a part of that. Very well said. Uh, completely agree. Uh, it is, uh, uh, it, it's time to think differently. Uh, and, and if you just follow the same playbook as everybody else, you're not going to stand out. And, and so I uh, love it. Uh, so, Mike, uh, this has been great. Uh, really appreciate you coming on board today and, and talking to the audience. Um, uh, if folks want to get in touch with you uh, to learn more about what you have going on with uh, Print Mail Consultants and your content business, uh, how would folks get in touch? Um, I'm pretty easy to find. I, I've got I've got two websites for the content marketing uh, end of things. It's PMC content services, uh, com. That's Paul, Mike, Charlie content services, all one, uh, all one word. And there's a, there's a couple of, um, free tools there. They're pretty interesting. One is a, uh, a mini course about how to create and use customer case studies. Um, and the other is a complete playbook for someone who wants to start a content marketing strategy in their own small and medium-sized companies. It's called Level the Playing Field, and it's all about using those uh, tools and technologies that are affordable and available to you um, to compete with your uh, your com competitors who may be larger and, and more well-funded. Um, so those are available there. And then on the consulting side, it's uh, printmailconsultants.com. Um, and, uh, and you can always find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm there. Uh, or uh, uh, check out the, the magazine that I write for. It's Mailing Systems Technology. That's a free magazine that you can get. And the, the column is called In the Trenches with Mike Porter. So all different ways to, to find me. And I'm, I'll talk to anybody that has a question or has some ideas about direct mail for their organization. They just want to, to, to run some things right by me. I'm happy to do that at any time. I'm easily found. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Mike Porter, longtime direct mail print industry consultant and expert. I uh, really appreciate you uh, joining us today, and uh, 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 we look forward to uh, talking again very soon. Thank you, Dennis. Happy to be with you.